fun question for you. How do you feel about setting boundaries? Okay, maybe that wasn't such a fun question. But if I had to guess your answer, I'd say you avoid them. You are scared of them and maybe even confused. Like, what does a person really actually say when they need to say no? Well, I want to give you a completely different stance on boundary setting because as a people pleaser, I am so tired of hearing, you can do it. I know you can. It's not that hard. And even though I like this one, it still makes me mad sometimes. No is a complete sentence. It's just too hard not to give explanation and excuses. (laughs) So, I want to introduce you to a completely new perspective on boundary setting, one that gives you a solid feeling inside before you even consider opening your mouth. So are you ready to enter into a new world of boundaries? All right. I know you're going to feel so much better after you listen. So I'll see you in a minute. Hey, it's Vicki Smith. Welcome to Power to the Pleasers podcast. Want to start doing things on your terms and finally feel confident just being yourself in relationships? Well, you've landed in the right place. Here we break down your people-pleasing and perfectionistic patterns so you can move from being polite and doing it right to showing up, speaking up, and even laughing it up with people. Not sure it's possible? Well, stick around, friend. I'll show you how. Okay, so we are talking about boundaries. And I just want to say my relationship with the word boundaries has been a long, strange trip. So thank you, Grateful Dad and Jerry Garcia, for that description. Um, It is very appropriate to me. So for me, boundaries have generally seemed like something someone else could do easily. Um, But then again, I have a tendency to believe everyone else has it figured out, which does not help. (laughs) But with boundary setting, if you don't have some self-trust, it is a long, strange trip. And it's going to feel like a monumental effort. And I don't know about you, but before I learned how to set boundaries from the inside out, like I'm going to offer you today, I just simply avoided setting them. And it ended up I was agreeing to a bunch of stuff I really didn't want to do. And I was tired and resentful most of the time. I had this fantasy of what could happen if I just didn't have to set boundaries, like at all. And it really involved the other person being completely like super evolved and having high emotional intelligence (laughs) and reading my mind. Like the person would straight up just know that I had a hard time saying no. And they just wouldn't even ask me to do something that they knew I didn't want to do, which inherent in that was the hope (laughs) that they understood me, right? And just automatically gave me an L. Or if I had to say no, that they would stop me before I even had a chance to explain and just be like, girl, I got you. Completely understandable, right? Or they would accept my no without any pushback or making me feel guilty. So it was truly a fantasy. I do have about, I'd say, a handful of friends that do understand me and kind of 
get that my boundary setting uh, makes me kind of shake in my shoes. So they do offer me a lot of benefit of the doubt. And I have to say, it's fantastic having those people in my circle, but the world is bigger than those five people. And I suppose I need to figure out how to set boundaries without just relying on those five people being the only people. But the gift that these folks give me is a sense of ease inside, right? Inside my mind and my heart and my gut. And that's what I'm going to give you today is I want you to have this way of creating ease for yourself. And that is how to set boundaries from the inside out. So here is the key to boundary setting that I just want to kind of start off with. Working with your thoughts and feelings about boundary setting is the key, okay? This is, let me just go into this. There is a major myth about boundary setting, and that is, especially for people pleasers, that is when you set a boundary that you're going to have to deal with conflict, Someone is going to get mad at you. So plan on feeling horrible when you have to say no. And I want to debunk that myth, right? And I want to focus in on this key of boundary setting. So there, to debunk the myth, there are so many factors that go into whether a boundary will land well for the other person. And you just can't control the other person's reaction to your boundary. And sometimes you can't control the situation that you need to say no to or the situation that you're put in when you need to say no. Like you can't be in two places at one time. So you're just going to have to say no to that. And sometimes when someone asks you, oh my God, can you help me? Like they're coming from a distressed place. And if you really can't be in two places at once, you're going to have to turn that person down and you can't control that. You can't control that they are already showing up in a rattled place and you can't control that you're not two people. So I just want to remind you that you do have influence over some aspects of boundaries and that is how you approach boundary setting. Your words, your tone, your intention, your energy, all that stuff has to do with thoughts and feelings around boundary setting. And so as I started into the topic of boundaries, I realized that there's going to need to be a series of episodes on boundaries. So for this one, I just want all of the details around boundary settings to get a little hazy in your mind. We are going to get to thoughts about boundaries, stories you have around them, feelings you have with boundaries. We're going to get to those. But let's work on the key, right? The key to boundary setting, honing it in, getting really microscopic for a second is you. (laughs) The key is you. So let's work on you. Because one of the major impediments that you face when you're working on boundary setting is your internal experience around boundary setting. So again, your thoughts about boundaries, your feelings, the emotional state that happens for you, your body sensations, 
that you feel when it comes to boundaries. So focusing in on you and your internal experience is what we're going to do today. Because I am willing to bank on feelings being the thing that keeps you stuck in boundary setting. And honestly, feelings, the way we get caught in being afraid of something, shuts down anything we want to approach or change or try to do differently, not just boundary setting. So that's what we're going to work on today. Because we already know our feelings are powerful buggers, right? We already know that we can kind of try to outsmart our negative thinking. Maybe it's affirmations. Maybe it's just downloading a bunch of information about boundaries. Like I've read so many books about boundaries, trying to understand them from an intellectual place. And it did not touch on the way I feel when I even think about boundaries and especially when I have to live out in reality setting one. So even though we know or we believe that knowledge is power, I want you to have a little different knowledge skill set. And that is I want you to start to get to know, bring some awareness some intellectual understanding to what you feel inside because that is what your actual power position is, if you will. That's where you're actually going to feel empowered. I'll get into this. For a moment, let's just validate that boundaries are not easy to set. And explore why. Because the way we feel when we're saying no to someone is uncomfortable. And anything that creates discomfort and unpleasant feelings, we avoid. Straight up human nature, right? Like it's just how we do things. So for now, Let's give you a takeaway, like a little way to crack the code on being afraid of something and then avoiding it as it relates to boundary setting. This is a little exercise I call the sorting hat. Harry Potter reference, but hey, it works. You are going to start to collect data on what you feel is unpleasant pleasant or neutral. Those are your three sorting hats. All right. If you don't like the sorting hat analogy, think about it as sorting the laundry, (laughs) three baskets. So you're going to collect some data on what you feel is pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral. Three categories here, because we need to help you get to know what you consider uncomfortable. There's lots of different areas of boundaries. You might consider these two or three areas uncomfortable and somebody else has a different take on it. So once we get to know what you consider uncomfortable or what you put in the unpleasant basket, we'll say pleasant, unpleasant, and neutral, okay? So what you consider unpleasant and uncomfortable, then 
what do we do when we feel that discomfort, right? That's a major piece of how we approach anything we want to change or do a little differently, right? Is there's a little itchy scratchiness that we feel, a little discomfort that we feel around trying something new or going out of our comfort zone. Discomfort out of our comfort zone (laughs) go together, right? So for this exercise, I want us to forget about boundaries. We're going to start with something that has zero to do with boundaries. I want you to not get all wrapped up in your natural stories about boundaries when we do this exercise. Because discomfort is discomfort. It can be about anything, really. We're going to take it and apply it to boundaries later. But right now, we are just going to start by demystifying discomfort. Okay. If we don't, then discomfort becomes this monster and it leads us into avoidance. And we want to actually stop avoiding the thing that we do with boundary setting. Oh my gosh, it's hard. Oh my gosh, it's scary. I'm going to go away from it. We want to stop avoiding boundaries. And we can do this by practicing mindfulness. Mindfulness is a way that we get more acquainted with our personal experiences, and we're going to apply mindfulness to get acquainted with our personal experience of discomfort. This is going to be so fun. (laughs) We don't want to throw ourselves into drinking or eating or scrolling or more busyness to avoid discomfort. We really want to ease ourselves into experiencing experimenting and experiencing discomfort. And we do this by finding easy discomfort. And that comes with working with sounds. One experiment with easy discomfort is working with what naturally occurs around us without us having to do anything to change it, influence it, whatever. And that is sound. Like right now, if I stop, one of the most obvious sounds I hear is a clock ticking, right? I don't mind that sound. I wouldn't characterize that as noise for me. So it goes into an easy experience category, right? It's not my favorite sound. It kind of makes me feel a little rushed, not, not so much, right? So it's not too ruffling for me and it's not throwing me into a bunch of stories. Now, let's say you might hear a dog bark in the distance. That's what, what sound comes up for you when you tune in and just kind of shut everything out for even 10, 20, 30 seconds. Now, for me, if I heard a dog barking in the distance, it wouldn't be too annoying to me, right? I have dogs, I'm used to it. But let's say it just barks once or twice, right? It isn't continually barking. Now, if it continually barks, it might start some stuff in me, right? So we're just categorizing, right? Pleasant, unpleasant, neutral, right? Dog barks one or two times, neutral. Clock ticking, if I just hear it for 30 seconds, neutral. 
You can literally do this mindfulness practice anywhere at any time. You just sort the sound into categories of pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral. That is it, right? Let's say you're sitting in a restaurant that serves tacos and you hear someone eating chips. (laughs) Okay, is that irritating you, right? Or do you kind of like the snap of the chip, right? Maybe it's like, oh, this, you know, when I hear people eating chips, I feel like margaritas and being out in the summertime, right? So maybe it's pleasant for you. We're just beginning to learn your personal window of tolerance that helps you explore the feelings, both emotional and physical sensations that come from your experience. So start with normal, everyday, natural stuff, like sounds that are just always around you and that you might not notice until the dog is barking for two minutes and you're like, I notice a dog barking. I'm starting to feel tension inside. The thing with sound is there are certain frequencies that actually irritate the human ear, like leaf blowers, okay? But mostly sounds are just the ear hearing stuff. That is what ears are supposed to do. That is what we want them to do. But the thoughts that we put around a sound, I hate dogs barking, or the way a sound ripples through our body and creates a a sensation of tension, like with a leaf blower, those are what actually make the experience unpleasant or uncomfortable, right? It's not so much the thing itself. So see what I'm doing here? It's not the boundary that's making all of it hard and scary to set a boundary. Boundaries are words that we say to another person, and they might not even include the word no in them. They might just include, I can't do that today, or I'm unable to help right now, but I can help later on in the week, right? They, it might be that you're just having a conversation with someone. Boundaries are words. I realize that it is a lot more complicated than that. Those are the other episodes we're going to get into, but for now... With sounds, it's just the ear hearing. It's just the ear doing its job. Is it easy or not easy to hear this sound? How you sort it, if it's unpleasant, okay, you know, right? Sorry about that, but it's data, right? When something is unpleasant, there's a thought and a feeling associated with it, and we have a tendency to avoid it. We're working on not avoiding things that are uncomfortable. We're working on noticing the particulars about what makes boundary setting uncomfortable. And then then what needs our attention when we do feel something that's uncomfortable. And I'm going to teach you how to attend to feelings and sensations and thoughts later. But for now, we're going to use this thing that kind of can be neutral, which is sound, or at least can be something we get curious about without going into our story. And that is sound. And I want to help you unblend from the swirl of the stories and from the feelings that it elicits in you and just really hone in on your curiosity. Okay. 
just getting curious about sounds that are, let's say, unpleasant. And we just ask, okay, now that I know this is unpleasant and now that I feel a little discomfort, I'm going to get curious about what's needed when I feel this discomfort. So we're just trying to stay out of the activity. We're trying to move into mindfulness. We're trying to really get in the juice of being curious and collecting data, right? Because here's why this whole thing is important. When we believe that we have the ability to deal with uncomfortable feelings, and then we know how to help ourselves when we feel hard stuff, then we can feel things like calm inside and more clarity about how we actually do want to approach someone when we need to say no. And then we feel more centered, more confident enough to actually approach someone and set a boundary. So calm, clear, and confident when we maneuver through difficult experiences. All right. We don't want to get caught up in, oh, I hate boundaries or I'm not good at them. They scare me. I really want to call bullshit on that, right? This exercise is going to help you look at how you feel inside, especially when it's uncomfortable. And it's going to make you think about boundaries in a different way. They're not just going to be that one and done. Boundaries are hard. They scare me. I don't want to do it. Okay. So try the sound thing at some point between now and when we get together next and just get that real life experience of mild discomfort and start to ride the wave of mild discomfort through being curious. Like for me, garbage smells, right? After a week of putting stuff in the trash can, it does not smell pleasant to me, right? But I can still cinch it up and I can take it outside and put it in the, in the big trash can. It's not something that I can't ride the wave of. It's not something that I can't get through. So that's what I'm asking you to use when we work with sound. Play around with us, all right? Good luck. I believe in you. Small steps to get you started to feeling more calm, clear, centered, and confident about saying what you need to and meaning it when you say it. All right, that's it. Mindfulness for boundary setting. And let's start to take our thoughts and feelings around boundaries as being hard and scary. Let's start to take those down a notch and really see from the inside out, if I can be with something that feels a little uncomfortable to me, I'm going to start building my tolerance for what is more uncomfortable. And I'm going to be able to work through the feelings that I have that used to shut me down when it comes to boundary setting. All right. I am excited to see what you guys do with this. So let's get out there and practice with sound. Good luck. See you later, pleasers. Hey, thanks so much for listening. If this has been helpful for you, I'd so appreciate it if you could take a moment and just rate and review, and then others might be able to find us more easily. And please also share with friends that could use this information too. Okay, thanks again, and I look forward to sharing more episodes with you in the future. Take care.